Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So on Friday, I began to share with you some um, secrets or some understanding that we need to have as born again to understand this work of the spirit and um, it looks like there's been always a fight that has no end to some believers because of the strength of ignorance But the true way to success for the believer is um, when we stay with the word of God. Because God's word has a purpose and it has a grace. And all believers have been called to this purpose and to this grace. Now, the word of God is like laws for the believer. And laws are created for people because the end of the law has a result every law has a result there is a reason why laws are given and every law yields a reward and so if you decide not to go by the law then you will not receive the reward of the law so there are laws that says in this country that you should not speak on phone um, whilst you drive because if you speak on phone whilst you drive, the ultimate is that you might lose your life. You have an accident, you die. So God, in the same way, has enshrined laws, which is his word. And every word of God is supposed to protect you in one way or the other. And also give you the mind of God or the purposes of God right from eternities. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible says that God has called us with a holy calling. He says, which is not according to our work, but according to his purpose and his grace. So, believers have been called with a purpose and grace. If you stick with the purpose and grace, you would enjoy what God has in store before the world began. You see, 
He says that which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So right before the world began, God had a purpose and he, has a, he had a grace. So you hear some people saying, you know, um, you know, it looks like they are not enjoying the fullness of God's grace. It is because you have also stayed away from his word. You stick to the word, you enjoy, you are in the purpose and you are graceful. And you enjoy every grace that is available. Now, the problem is, in fact, there are two problems that hit the body of Christ or believers today. And that is knowledge and understanding. That, has, that is the problem. Believers don't want to know, they don't want to understand. They want everything, everything to be done for them. But you can't win life like that. Because the one winning for you one day might be frustrated and will not be available. And how far you want to go and how much you want to have is not dependent on whoever is doing for you. If you want me to pray for you, I can only pray for you in love. But I might not have an idea of what you are looking for. If you want a car, you want me to pray for a car for you. I say, Lord, I trust and I believe. I join my faith with my brother, my sister, and we pray for a car. The car that you might receive might not be what has already been on your heart. Because I don't know exactly what car you are looking for. So it is important that you get to know by yourself and you need to understand yourself. Now, spiritual things are not like physical things. They don't, even physical things are not easy to come by. Not to talk of spiritual things. Physical things are not easy to come back. If physical things are easy to come back, I'm not sure people's lives will be like it is today. But it is because even physical things are not easy to come by. There are rules and regulations guiding physical things. The same applies to spiritual things. But the man of the spirit can easily access and have physical things without sweat. Because every physical thing emanated from the spirit. So, the born again is, to un- is supposed to understand the things of the spirit. And decide to know them as well. Because if you don't know them, you won't understand. Understanding is applying what you know. That is understanding. You apply what you know. That is understanding. So, if you don't know, you cannot understand. That is a secret. So, before we get deeper, I want you to know that every born again has been called. The word is kaleo. You have been called into something. God called you. And said, I have called you with a holy calling. The word holy is separation. I have sanctification. I have called you and separated you. You are unique. So, there is a purpose for these unique people that I have called. You are not like the people of the world. So we don't need to have anything common with the people of the world. The Bible says we are a chosen generation. And that has been the problem. Believers today live life like unbelievers. And you expect to have a result that is unique to believers. It won't happen. There is one result that both born again and unbelievers have. It's called death. How does that come about? When the believer, Romans chapter 8 verse 6, when the believer behaves like the unbeliever, he receives, of course, the unbeliever is already dead. 
and receives benefit of death. So the Bible says that for to be carnally minded is death. If the born again behaves like the unbeliever, they receive the same result. It's called death. The way the unbeliever suffers is the way the believer suffers. The result the unbeliever gets is the same result. Now you realize that instead of comparing yourself or in fact seeing yourself and being encouraged in your life by Christians or believers, you end up comparing yourself to unbelievers who are also suffering. And that is the craziest thing you can ever do. The believer is not meant to suffer like the unbeliever. Because the believer has been called. You have been called from among. The word is holy. When we say somebody is holy, it's not, it's not stopping fornication. Or stopping lies or whatever. That doesn't make you holy. When we say holiness, the word is hagios. Which means that you have been, you have been separated from the many. You, have been, you, are, you are now uncommon from the common. So, the unbeliever has an uncommon life. In fact, the believer has an uncommon life. The unbeliever has a common life. So, the Bible says we are a chosen generation. He chose us from among. We were all part of the world. And we came to Jesus and we were called. And we are now in a place where not everybody is. But apart from the man who is in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So, in Christ are the called. We are the separate ones. We are called the holy ones. So, understand this again. Holiness is not just stopping fornication or stopping this or stopping that. You know, that is not, that is not the main essence of holiness. Holiness is know that you have been called separated. But, of course, today we don't live life as separated. We live life as though we are still mixed with the world. What kind of result do you expect? The result of the world. So they, 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 they sweat, we sweat. They struggle, you struggle. But that is not supposed to be the life. The problem is that you are carnally minded. And I explained on Friday, what does carnal mean? It means that to live life by your five senses. You live life, you make decisions, you take decisions by your five senses. You make decisions by the way you see things. You make decisions by the way you feel. You make decisions by the way you, by what you hear. You make decisions by what you taste. You make decisions by, by, by what you touch. If you live life like this, you will fail. As born again, you will fail. You will fail. You will not enjoy the fullness of God's purpose and grace. We don't, we don't live grace in the flesh. We live grace is, grace is spirit. And we enjoy and live grace by the spirit. So you see, the first place to live the Christian life is to identify, come to the understanding that I am different, I am called. And if I am called, then there is a lifestyle. And that lifestyle, you see, when we say, normally when we say, you live a lifestyle, then the lifestyle you think about is the lifestyle of holiness. I don't do this any longer. And Okay. That is true. But there's far more beyond that. There is a life of victory. There is a life of glory. There is a life of excellence. There is a life of abundance. If we are not living this, check it. There is some carnality somewhere. 
And when we say carnality, remember we are not talking about sin. Carnality does not necessarily mean sin. But everything sin is carnal. Carnality does not necessarily mean sin. But everything sin is carnal. So I just explain what carnality means. Then. It means you are living life by your five senses. In other words, you are living life by your flesh, your body. How your body feels, how your body tastes, how your body, you know. Everything that your body responds to is how you make decisions. A lot of people have gotten married based on, this, based on the flesh, on carnality. A lot of people have gotten into schools based on carnality. A lot of people have gotten into jobs based on carnality. A lot of people have taken several decisions. You have gotten into investment based on carnality. <laughs> you have a lot of things based on carnality because you decided to live by the senses. But the believer is not called to live by the senses. We are called to live by the spirit. Go to verse 9. Okay, let, let's go on. Um, verse 7. Is that because, look at it, this is the danger. The carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. When you live by your five senses, it is enmity against God. It is not subject. The decisions you take by your senses, they are not subject to the law of God. Because God's law or the spirit does not lead you by your flesh. God's word leads your spirit. L let me see the TPT here. He says, in fact, the mind set focused on flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot there is a struggle today you might have you might be going through that was unnecessary there is a position in life today that was so unnecessary do you know becoming even sick is because you were carnal no spiritual man gets sick you are sick because of carnality. And I explained the word sick to you. It means that there is some knowledge and truth that you have been fenced against. So you are not holding on to grace. That's why you are sick. That's what sickness means that you are fenced. You, you, you are prevented from knowing grace. There is something what you don't know has an impact and what you know has an impact imagine there's an outbreak of sickness in this area of course it cannot and you are not aware of what kind it is you are not aware that you're supposed to maybe cover your nose or hold whoever you ignorantly run into it and the effect of that outbreak will happen to you Paul says something to the people of Corinth. He said, I will not leave you ignorant. 
Because when you are ignorant, you will suffer. Paul again said that we are not ignorant about the devices of the enemy. We are not ignorant at all. We know what he is doing. We are not talking that's not me. We don't know. We know. Not knowing. See, knowing what he is doing and deciding not to do anything about it is part of the victory. Sometimes. But not knowing what he is doing at all is deadly. Okay? All right, go back. So the Bible says that the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan. If you don't go with his word, you are fighting his word. Simple. No, but I'm not doing again. Okay, are you doing the word? No. You are fighting it. If I'm not doing the word, I'm doing something other than the word. And I'm making a decision outside the word. It means I am fighting the word. You see, when you, are, when you have a stream or a river that flows with a lot of heavy current, you are too small to stop the, current, the flow of the current. What do you do? You go and use the strength of the current. That's wisdom. It's like you go to, those of you who have been to Boti Falls, and you see the current, the way the water is coming down, you say, I want to stop it. That's what I'm trying to say. Maybe that is too steep. But imagine you, you, you go to a river that, that is flowing, and the current is a bit strong, and it's moving and carrying things. And you want to stand and say, look, I'm going to stop the current of this river. You die before you even think. What do you do as a wise person? You flow with the current and use the strength of the current. So you can, you can, you can lay hold on some stick and try to, to sit on it or negotiate. You know, use the strength of the current for your benefit. The same applies to God's word. The word is a heavy current. You can't fight it. You need to go with it, with the current and make use of the word. It is easy to fight God's word. So easy. That is why it is easy to suffer. I'm not the one. The word is saying by itself. He said, in fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan. And refuses to submit to his direction. Because that mindset focused on the flesh cannot submit. It does not. In fact, to have a mindset of the flesh actually means that you cannot first of all submit to God's plan. If you wanted to submit to God's word and God's plan, you would not have had a different mindset. Okay, I want to go to school. Was, it, was my decision based on God's word? Or it was based on the fact that a lot of people are going and they are making it. So you see. So somebody says, I went to Cambridge. Everybody say Cambridge. And this person became a medical doctor. That person became a bank manager. Who said if you go, you will become what? 
Because there are other stories you have heard of people that have finished Cambridge and they are nobody. But you made the decision to cause your parents to sell all they have. Do, did a lot of crazy things to have the money to pay school fees because you had no scholarship. You didn't make that decision because God's word made you make that decision. You made a decision because of what you heard and what you saw. So now I'm making a decision. The decision is I heard when you go to Cambridge there's a 99% probability that you're going to make it. Why? Because I can see them. So this is your decision making point. The Bible says that it is against God. Is it a good, a good plan? Is it a, good, a bad thing to do? No. But since it didn't come from God's word, you don't blame God when you receive that reward. Yeah. I went to Melcom some years ago and I met a young man there. He was one of the sales attendants. And this guy has finished his master's in one of the universities in the U.S. Because finishing your master's does not necessarily mean there are jobs waiting for you. But there are men and women who have lived all their life based on God's word and have not done their masters, but the handling position that master students receive. I'm not saying don't go to school. School is very important to help you do better than the world. You didn't hear that? School is very important to help you do better than the world. That's why Christians who also go to school and you are more spiritual than classroom. It's also foolishness. It's not wisdom. <laughs> you can do both. Serve your God. You see, don't show it. You see, you don't need to impress anyone. I'm a Christian. I go to church. In fact, even those people who do that a lot, when it's time, three weeks for exam, they don't go to church. You don't go to church. You are, you, you are here. But when you were in school, when you, one month to exams, forget about church. You stop evening church services. Even Sundays, you, now you remember that, hey, that course, I didn't do well. That's when you feel you steady. Then you carry your, 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 your book. You are going to sit somewhere and you, you are sleeping after one hour. <laughs> Satan, Satan deceived you. To make that decision. When I was in school, when it's time for exam, that's when I go to church more, not study more. So from day one, when you went to school, <laughs> to three weeks before exam, what were you doing? What were you doing? You're Lord, I am your own. Remember me. But your classmates, are they not God's own? Decide to have a mindset shift. Your problem is not the devil. Trust me. The devil is too small for you. 
Your problem is mindset. Mindset not based on God's word. Mindset based on the flesh fights God's plan. What does it mean? It means God has a plan, but I'm fighting that plan. Ah, but that plan is supposed to reveal me. That plan has, it says, I know the plans that I think towards you. Not the plans of evil, but of good. What is the end of the plan? That you may have an expected end. So God's plan has a beautiful end for me, but my mindset is fighting the plan. So last two years, last year, you, 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 were, you were not supposed to be who you are today. In God's plan, you were supposed to have ascended a particular milestone. But your mindset kept you there or brought you down. Now listen to me. This is the problem of Christianity. If every man of God will be bold to tell you, they will let you know that the problem is not the devil. The devil has been defeated from day one. How is he your problem? How is he your problem? He's never your problem. The problem of Christians is not the devil. Why is he not the devil? Jesus said, in my name you cast him out. So why is he the problem? Because I can cast him out from wherever he is. But casting the devil out does not assure your advancement in life. Your advancement in life is making decisions based on God's word. Your advancement in life is not making decisions based on God's word. Not, you are not too wise. The Bible said, don't think you are too wise. Trust God. And I keep saying that it is like food. How many times do you get food and you take your time and say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this food. I give you all glory for this food. If it had not been you, I wouldn't have had this food. Do you do that? No. Because for you, you went to the kitchen to cook or you went to buy or it's from your own money. What has God got to do with this? It sounds so cheap, you see. But the same Bible in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says that the food you eat, there's even your sleep, even going to work. Hmm. Message. He said, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your every day. You see, it's ordinary. Ordinary life. What are these? You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work. You're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Let me show you one of the things to know that you trust God so much is when you have time to even thank him for your food. That's the, that's the litmus test to know that you, you, you trust him. If you can't do this little thing, you don't trust God. I'm not the one. We are all reading. This is not my word. He calls it everyday ordinary life. I keep asking you, when is the last time you wash you and say, oh, thank you, Jesus? You don't do that because you can do it. But the day you get hurt, you, you, you speak in tongues in wearing the thing. Why? 
Because now you know that wearing shoes is not by might. So the Bible calls it all, every day. You see, when things are not happening, you are living an ordinary life. And think, things are not happening to you. You think it's okay. But it's not okay. One day, maybe it's gathering for you. And one day, it might be too much for you. How many times do you sleep? Remembering the Lord. Huh? When was the last time you were walking? And you were like, oh Lord, thank you, I can walk. Thank you, Jesus, I can walk. When was the last time? No. Because as for you, you just woke up and you are going, right? Your ordinary day. He calls it your walk around life. But when you go to Kolebu today, there are thousands of people there who are trusting God that they can take a step. And they are like, God, if I can take a step, I'll give you all glory. You see, because they are ordinary, we take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Learn to trust God in your ordinary life. Okay? All right. Go back to the Romans 8, 7. Uh-huh. And the verse 8 says what? For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure in those who are controlled by the flesh. God finds no pleasure. He finds no pleasure in with those who are controlled by the flesh. Why did that believer have an accident and die on that on that stretch? Did God really ask this person to take this step? Yes, you are from church. You see, you can order an ride and you ask the Lord, is this one what I'm supposed to take? And he says no. But you see, when you live by the flesh, having money puts God outside your decision making. Why? I can just order. It's just a phone. And then he comes around. You have no idea who is driving. Perhaps it's a Sunday. And somebody just gave him his car. Those who don't have licenses and drive on Sundays. Because the police is not always on the road. And that was the ride you chose. Even when you were trying to select it and you were, your phone was freezing. You never asked God. Because, no, listen. Because you are not used to asking God. You are not used to asking God. Your phone is 100% charged. But immediately you, de- you decided to select whatever, the phone went off. And you got so angry at your phone. And then you, Charlie, can I use your phone to get a ride? And the person said, oh, I'm busy with my phone. It still didn't make sense to you. You see, you have... This is, it looks ordinary, but the point is that you have not brought God in your everyday decision making. You think things just happen. Ladies and gentlemen, things just don't happen. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in a Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-LJedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny-LJedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel-LJedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact 
services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leap from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.